Making it up as I go. Life can be a crazy journey. Find out how I'm making it up as I go. Here's your host, Ashley Maleo. Hey everyone, I just wanted to talk to you guys about um, a little backstory with this podcast and the plans for it going forward. Um, basically, uh, around this time last year, I decided that I wanted to start podcasting. I had always been really into it, and so I finally decided, you know, I'm just going to do it. And um, I had a podcast called Parenthood, etc. Um, my first guest was Brian Austin Green, and I had some other really awesome guests on, uh, you know, after. And fairly quickly, um, my podcast got picked up by Radio.com, and I always ask my listeners for. Um, feedback, suggestions, and things like that. And um, I'm definitely always cross-promoting on my Instagram account as well. And, you know, I'm very, um, I engage with my Instagram followers, you know, really often, almost daily. Um, And a common thing I was hearing is like, oh, I want to listen to your podcast, but I'm not a parent. And blah, blah, blah. It was always like comments along those lines. And even though the show was called Parenthood, etc. And we did cover a lot of parenting topics. um, You know, we talked about a lot of other things too, but the parenthood title was sort of scaring people. So um, meanwhile, while that was going on, my son um, basically qualified for early intervention and he had begun his early intervention therapies and, um, like halfway through the year they increased them. Um, so he was getting therapies very often. And so it was sort of a mix between like, it was just getting really hard to record my podcast with my schedule. Um, and I just really wanted to focus on Cameron and his therapies. Um, so I talked with my friends over at radio.com and I asked them if I could take a hiatus of sorts. Um, during that hiatus, I had the idea to change the name of the show and I wanted to revamp it a little bit. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, we changed the name from Parenthood, etc., to Making It Up As I Go. And the guests that I've had on aren't just parents anymore. I've kind of had a variety of people, including um, today's episode. I'll have on Delaney Childs. Uh, I've been talking ever since we had launched this show, Making It Up As I Go. I've been saying how, you know, we're going to start introducing um, games and segments and things like that. Um, I'm just very OCD creatively, I guess. So realistically, I could have come back from my hiatus and had this plan from the beginning, but, um, I, I don't know. My brain just isn't working that way. And I just feel like I wanted to do it in the new year. So, um, you know, all of the shows after January 1st will be kind of under that new format. So, um, if you guys like the show currently, um, you know, I think you're really going to like, you know, the plans we have for it in the new year. Um, we're starting to book our guests for the new year and we have some really fun people coming on, um, to kick off the new year. Uh, the first episode of the new year is going to be with the Astro Twins, who I am obsessed with. Um, I'll talk more about them another time, but definitely check them out on Instagram. Um, but they're, they're 
going to give us a nice little forecast, um, astrology forecast for the year for all of us. And uh, we'll be doing a giveaway as well. So I'll share more of that later. Um, But yeah, a lot of fun guests coming up in the new year. Um, What else did I want to say to you guys before Delaney calls in? Um, Oh, um, a lot of people were reaching out to me on Instagram about last week's episode. Uh, Pete and I talked about how we fought on Thanksgiving. Um, And yes, that is true. We we got in a pretty bad fight. uh, And it was such a stupid, stupid nonsense fight. But, um, you know, a lot of like mean things were said. And I just you know, wanted time to myself that holiday. Um, and it was, you know, it was a hard day for me because it was my first real holiday, um, you know, without my family here and being a child of divorce. Um, you know, I was always really close with my grandparents and uncle and, you know, my family out in Vegas and I'm close with my dad and my stepmom and all my brothers in Texas and, my aunts and uncles in Texas. And then, you know, obviously being my home base in New Jersey, um, you know, I'm always missing someone. That's just how it's been for me my whole life. Um, it's like a blessing and a curse because I feel like emotionally I'm a lot stronger because of it, but I am also, there is always like a void of sorts. I'm always, you know, missing people, but, you know, thank God for FaceTime. Thank God for social media. I'm like always stalking everybody. Um, but what was the point to what I was saying? Oh, it was my first holiday away from my parents. I typically spend like, I would rotate holidays. So if I did like Thanksgiving with my dad, I would do Christmas with my mom and vice versa. And even when I lived out in LA for a few years, you know, I still did that. I would do Thanksgiving in Vegas, come home to New Jersey for Christmas, sneak in a a visit to Texas sometime between then. And, you know, that's kind of how I've lived. And ever since having my son, Cameron, um, you know, Cameron and I had taken a trip to Texas when he was around 10 months old And my grandparents came out to New Jersey to visit him kind of around that same time. And that's really the last time I've seen um, my grandparents and my family in Texas was around when when Cameron was around 10 months old. Um, I've seen, you know, my uncle from Vegas has come to visit um, a couple of times for really quick trips. I've gotten to see him, but I haven't been out there. You know, it's just been hard um, just between, you know, you know, Cameron, you know, had, had, you know, therapy this last year and, uh, you know, then I started working and, um, you know, traveling in general gives me anxiety and it's expensive and it's like, you know, it's one more ticket now and, you know, it's just a lot. So, um, and you know, Pete and I are really focusing on, you know, we're, we're planning a move soon. Um, so we're just really trying to save as much money as possible, but it's been really hard because it's the longest I've gone without seeing them. I usually see them at least once a year, but usually two to three times a year. Um, so it's been really hard and I've at least had, you know, my family here in New Jersey, um, you know, but now they're gone too. And, oh my God, I could start crying. I should not be recording this episode while I'm PMSing. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, you know, so they're gone too. And, you know, so Thanksgiving, it was like, you know, I woke up and I was like watching the parade and, you know, with Cameron and doing the stuff I would normally do. Um, and yeah, I think it was kind of like a mix of things, but yeah, we got in a fight and I ended up, uh, you know, I left the house with Cameron and I, I had gotten invited to Thanksgiving, uh, literally like the day before by, uh, my cousin Lauren and my aunt Caroline. And then Al had told me to come by. So I went by with Cameron and Cameron and I, uh, hung out there and I actually slept there Thanksgiving night also. Cause after, um, Cameron went to bed fairly early, I had a little bit of wine and then I stayed there. Um, and then yeah, Pete and I, uh, made up blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people were writing to me on Instagram and they were saying they were like surprised that I would share something like that. But it's like, I feel like more people should, you know, it's, it's, we've made a lot of, um, a lot of progress as far as transparency, um, with like body image, right? Like, this last year, it's like a lot of people are finally proud of their bodies and showing off their bodies, what they really look like under their clothes, you know, stretch marks, cellulite, uh, you know, things like that. And, um, we've made progress with like, you know, moms, uh, you know, being truthful about their postpartum experiences or, you know, how they get exhausted sometimes in general, you know, we're open about all these things, but it's like when it comes to relationships, I feel like people tend to be a little bit more private, which like you have every right to with, with all of those categories, by the way, if you still want to, you know, be more private about your body, like do, you know, I always say, follow your bliss. Like I, you'll hear me say that a million more times. That is what I live by. And, um, but I think if you're going to share, I feel like you shouldn't, you know, cherry pick what you're going to share. I feel like, you know, if you're on, um, if you're on social media sharing these large amounts of your life, like, yeah, you're going to keep certain things private. And even Pete and I talking about the argument that we had on Thanksgiving, um, you know, obviously I'm not, we're not going to share every detail of our arguments, but I do think it's important for couples that put themselves out there to share when they fight or that they fight, you know, people on Instagram all the time are messaging me about, you know, the videos, um, you know, Pete posts or certain things we put up together when we're like messing with each other or pictures and everyone's like, Oh, you guys are such a cute couple. You guys are a perfect couple. Oh my God. I wish, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I feel like a lot of people live like that. Like a lot of people, will be on social media and they'll see either their friends or, you know, influencers or celebrities, um, you know, living this totally filtered life. And it's like, these people are projecting this perfect image, perfect family, blah, blah, blah. And no one's talking about like the raw and real aspects of this life. And, you know, like I said before, everyone's entitled to their privacy, but, I feel like it's just, it's more comforting and relatable to hear when someone fights because it's like, if you're fighting with your significant other and then, you know, you go on Instagram and it's like, you know, you're seeing this perfect couple out on a date or something, you're going to be like, 
what the hell? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to start kind of, you know, wanting that, but not realizing that maybe that couple had a fight on the way home in the car. Like, you don't know what really is happening. And I feel like if people shared that, there wouldn't be this like longing from people to, you know, seek outside their relationship or want to change. And, you know, I mean, obviously like there have been times like Pete and I have had fights that I don't think were healthy fights. Um, but you know, we, we work at it, you know, that's what marriage is. And if one day we were to get divorced, it's like, we at least, you know, tried everything, but you know, for now it's like, you know, we love each other and it's, it's for the most part good. I would say mostly good. And, um, yeah, I just feel like more people should share. It's like, it's such taboo when people talk about like fighting because no one, no one talks about it. So when someone brings up, they fought, it's like, Oh no, but it's like fighting happens guys. And, uh, I'm, I was really um, surprised but happy that so many of you reached out to me. A lot of you fought with your husbands on Thanksgiving as well. So (laughs) happy holidays. Um, But yeah, I wanted to talk about this especially now because, you know, especially with it being holiday season and Christmas coming up, I don't remember when this trend started, but it needs to stop in my opinion. But so many people are on Instagram like, posting what their significant others got them for Christmas or like, or whatever holiday you celebrate or even birthdays. It's like, oh, they got me this and I got them this and da, 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 da. And certain things I get it. It's like, you know, if you're really excited about it or whatever, but sometimes I feel like people are posting stuff just to show. And like, if you're doing that, like if you're listening to this I hope that if you get something for Christmas from your significant other and you're about to post it on social media, I hope you just take a minute to be like, am I posting this because I'm really excited about it? Or do I think it's going to get like a lot of likes on Instagram if I post it? Because if the second reason is why you're posting it, you, you know, don't because it's it's like, you know, it's just stop. Like, I don't know, whatever. I could rant about this forever. Um, I just feel like social media, it's such a, it's such a blessing. Like it is, I, you know, I love it. It's helped me in a lot of ways. It's how I make, you know, most of my living. Um, but it's, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. So it's like, you just have to really look at social media with a clear head and, and just keep in mind, like, you know, there's, everyone has a story that you most likely don't fully know. So if, when you catch yourself comparing yourself to somebody, whether you think you're better than them or you're living a life that's worse than them, it's like, just check yourself and focus on the good that's in your own life. And, you know, go from there, like focus on you. I keep saying to everyone, like 2020, you know, it's, it's like, you know, 2020 perfect vision and focus and, I just, everyone needs to go into the new year with like that mindset to like, just focus on themselves, focus on your own personal growth, um, focus on your own goals. And, um, yeah, 
I'm, I'm probably ranting. I don't know if I'm making any sense right now. I'm just waiting for Delaney at this point. So maybe I'll push pause uh, on the recording until she calls just so I'm not rambling on for too long to you guys. But I hope you get what I'm trying to say here. Um, but yeah. All right. Soon um, we will introduce Delaney. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. Yay. I'm so glad this works. <laughs> it was pretty easy. Like, I feel like a chicken with my head cut off right now trying to figure this out. So I'm You're glad. Making it working. work, girl. Yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome. Uh, thank you for coming on. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yay. Um, so I discovered you on Instagram probably a little earlier this year and I knew I wanted you to come on my podcast um, because I love your style and everything. Thank you. Um, So when I was looking, you know, more into your YouTube channel and stuff like that, I saw you've only been vlogging since like, it was like 2017. I mean, I've been, I've been blogging for um, like three and a half years, I think. And then I started YouTube probably like two-ish, maybe like two and a half years ago. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, yeah, you like gained a lot of um, momentum, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, which I'm so grateful for. But it definitely took a lot of hard work as well. Yeah. Were there any certain like, was it like any particular posts where all of a sudden you realized like, whoa, I'm getting a lot of followers? Or was it just like over time, you kind of like built this demographic? Yeah, I mean, um, it was just a lot of consistency. And of course, when you're in the early stages, everything is a little bit slower to grow. So, you know, it takes a really long time and a lot of hard work to get to maybe like 10,000 followers. And then once you've surpassed that, you pick up a little bit more traction. And then I feel like it gets a little bit easier the more you grow. But in then some ways, it also gets a little bit harder because you've already tapped into a lot of people. So um, you have to find new people that you haven't been able to reach before, which can be challenging. And then, um, so I would say on Instagram, it was pretty much just a really consistent process of posting every single day and figuring out what people were getting value from and what they liked from me. And um, on YouTube, it was a little bit different. I had a home tour video on YouTube that did really well, um, especially for the size of my channel. I don't even think I had 10,000 subscribers. And the home tour just really picked up steam and took off to like, I think it's at, it's at 700,000 views or something now, which to me is like crazy. So um, YouTube is a little bit more viral like that I feel like you can get the chance to reach that many people once in a while whereas Instagram it's much harder to you know blow up in that fashion yeah and I I watched um I watched all of your apartment tours I think you did like the home tours and your latest one um I think you put up like a week ago or something um I watched all of them and you have like such a good eye like did you go to school for interior design at all or oh like, thank that- you um no I did not go to school for interior design at all but I've definitely always been into anything aesthetics wise so you know obviously fashion 
beauty, um, decor, all of those things, I just really, really love. And I have a really bad problem, especially with home decor, always wanting to change things. So I love sort of getting an idea and an inspo and then creating that. And then as soon as I've accomplished that, I'm like, oh my God. And now I really want to be a minimalist or super bohemian (laughs) or like really Persian chic. And I just, you know, start all over and I just want to keep going and going and going. So it's, it's fun, but it's also dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. I like though your style with it. Like you get those certain, um, like I noticed at least on the tour, because you were talking about it. It's like, you have those certain pieces that were like, kind of like investment pieces. And then all the other stuff you have, it's like pretty affordable things. It's not all like, over like it's doable. I feel like for anyone to kind of copy if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly so amazing with fashion and interior decorating. I feel like there is so much available for people at so many different price points. And oftentimes, especially with interior decorating, I feel like you have to do a little bit more digging to get to the good stuff at a good price. But I mean, places like Home Goods and stuff, it's just crazy to go in there and feel like you hit the jackpot and you really like found something that nobody knew was there and it's such a cool piece. Um, And then obviously recently I've gotten really into thrifting for interior decorating and that is a super affordable way to pick up some really cool, unique pieces that make such a statement. Yeah, I was going to say like, do you have favorite places like when you're like, let's say you're moving and you're like, okay, time to do some more shopping. So you like to thrift, you like home goods. What are some of your other favorites? I love Target. I mean, I feel like we all know what it feels like to go into Target and to head over to their cute little home section and just, you know, go into this world where you're like, wow, I don't need any of these things, but I really feel like I do. And I don't know what I'll use them for, but they're so cute and they're just screaming my name. Um, So I love Target. And I also love Wayfair. Um, Etsy has so many good pieces. It's a little bit harder to shop on there because you kind of have to know exactly what you're looking for because there's a lot more to filter through. Um, Mm. But yeah, I love all that. And then, you know, living in LA, we have a bunch of amazing uh, trading posts and flea markets and all that stuff. So I love to go there and see, you know, what I can find because it changes every week and it's always super unique pieces and you can bargain a little bit. So that's kind of fun too, if it's available. Yeah, that's fun and dangerous. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I saw, um, you know, that you guys have sort of moved around a little bit. Where are you from originally? So originally I am from Reno, Nevada, which is... I'm from Nevada. Um, oh, you are? <laughs> I'm from Henderson, Nevada though. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's rare, I feel like. It is. I never ever meet other people from Nevada. I feel like they're always just like there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No. no, they never leave. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. Everyone, I mean, when I say I'm from Nevada, everyone's like, oh, okay, so like Vegas. Or I'm like, I'll tell them I'm from Reno. Yeah, yeah and they're like, oh, it, that's Vegas, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, Henderson is at least close to Vegas, um, like close enough that yeah, I can kind of claim Vegas, but Reno's a little farther. But. Yeah, it's like, it's super far and it's quite different. So um, it's always hard to bridge that gap. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm from like a pretty small town vibe. They call Reno the biggest little city in the world, which is a very 
fitting name because it's technically not a super small town, but it has a very small town feel. And um, as you were mentioning, people from Nevada tend to stay in Nevada. So I am either a fifth or sixth generation from Reno, and I'm like the first person in my family to leave. (laughs) You're like, I need to explore. Oh, yeah. I knew my whole life that I... I had to get out and go see what was out there. What were some of your jobs before you started blogging? Um, So I have always worked literally since I was, I mean, even when I was a small child, instead of having Barbies or dolls or anything like that, I used to ask my parents to buy me work equipment from garage sales. And then I would play, (laughs) I would play office in my bedroom for hours, you know, just pretending to ring people up and file paperwork and answer phones. Oh my God. (laughs) It's very, um, it's very fitting for who I am today (laughs) because I'm definitely what they call a workaholic. So it, it started from the beginning. Um, And so I've always been really into that. And I found growing up through middle school, high school, and college, um, babysitting and nannying was a really great way for me to sort of, oh, how should I word this, to sort of be entrepreneurial, because I think that's um, also pretty intrinsic in me. And I found it was a great way for me to work as much as I could could and as much as I wanted to and like expand my business whereas you know I had some retail jobs and stuff and that was a lot harder to sort of expand I guess um so I did a ton of babysitting and nannying all throughout high school college all of that and I would also work other jobs while I did that so you know in college I had I always had at least two jobs at a time and sometimes I would babysit like three times a day, like I would bring some kids to school um, in the morning and then I would go babysit someone who wasn't in school during the day. And then I would do like a date night at night and, you know, it was crazy. And there was not really a reason for me to be working as much as I was. Um, I had enough money to pay my rent and all that. So, you know, as I mentioned, it's just kind of in me to constantly be working as much as I can um and then (laughs) what's that I said I hear you with that yes (laughs) and then um after college I actually so my boyfriend and I moved to the Bay Area for his job after college because he got an engineering degree so he had like a really easy streamlined process to getting a job afterwards um whereas I studied cultural anthropology in college and that is a much yeah, that's a much um, different career path. And I didn't have anything readily available for me. So I kind of just followed where he was going to go. And I ended up working um, for his dad as an office manager in the construction industry, which is absolutely 110% not where I was supposed to be. And I definitely didn't feel like I was thriving there. So um, a couple of months after working there, like six months is when I decided to take blogging and content creating and everything um, full time, which was a huge leap because I I didn't even have 10,000 followers. Like I wasn't really in the position to do that, but I just went for it. Wow. Good for you. 
I mean, I would say it's paid off as one of your followers. It's like, it's definitely, you put out really good content, you know? Do you ever feel like certain pressure? Because I feel like a common misconception with like influencers and YouTubers and all that is like, so many people look at it as like an easy thing to do. Like, it's like a, you know what I mean? But I don't think they realize how much like time goes into it, you know? So constantly having to think of new ideas for for things like do you ever feel like pressure I mean I definitely feel like there's a lot of pressure um just to be like less so exciting but more so just giving value all the time because um I just feel like that's really important in this position that I'm in is to always be doing something positive and also giving value um And so I feel like that is a lot of pressure and it's also a ton of pressure to constantly come up with creative, engaging ideas and content that you're happy with, your audience is happy with, and your clients are happy with. I mean, it's just like a crazy love triangle that you're always trying to fulfill all ends on and it can be extremely taxing and also very. very what's the word I'm looking for um it just has so many misconceptions about it so as you mentioned everyone thinks it's easy um and I feel that my job is fun always but easy never like (laughs) I love my job and I'm so grateful for it I'm super passionate about it it gives me so much flexibility and as I mentioned I think it's really fun um but it's literally never easy so I wish that wasn't such a big misconception, but unfortunately, you know, every job comes with misconceptions like that. So. Yeah, totally. I know um, you've talked before um, about how your boyfriend Clayton, um, he takes, does he take all of your photos or just a lot of them? Yeah. He takes all of my photos. That's like, that has to be at least a little convenient, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> always that way. Um, he just recently, well, not that recently, I guess, uh, maybe like five months ago now or six months ago, um, mm-hmm. he left his job and now he works with me full time. So, you know, that's been great. Before then, we would shoot everything because he's always taken my photos. Um but he had a normal nine to five job. So before he was able to leave his job, we would shoot all of my content for the week on Saturday and Sunday, which was a lot to squeeze into two days. Um, And of course he was working the week before that as well. So um, that was a lot. And I used to have friends sort of step in from time to time and take off a little bit of his workload in those means. But um now that we work together full time it's so convenient because we can work from anywhere so we can work wherever we travel we can go visit our families we can work and I don't have to hire out or you know meet up with someone I'm just already always with my photographer so it's super nice yeah that sounds amazing does it like does it ever get like complicated at all like do you guys ever like argue I mean obviously like you don't have to tell me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I mean pretty like you guys get along for the most part yes this is this is what I always tell people so especially since we started working together um we live together we work together we spend like 
an incredible amount of time together. I mean, on a normal day-to-day basis, we may not even spend like two hours apart. You know, we just do so much together. Like we're really close for a couple. And of course that does create tension sometimes. And um, sometimes we argue, sometimes we disagree on things. Sometimes we might get a little bit sick of each other or irritated of each other. But I always tell people for as much time as we spend together, we get along so well because I have seen firsthand and I have friends and I've been in relationships myself where um, the couple spends way less time together than Clayton and I do and they fight and bicker and get irritated with each other much more than we do. Yeah. And it's like fighting is like, okay, but it's like, yeah, when you can spend that time around them and have like less arguing, it's like, okay, we're doing something right. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, like we're, never, we're allowed to pass every now and then. Yeah. We're never trying to be perfect. Um, and we do have a really healthy, happy relationship, but it is by no means perfect. And I would never want anyone to think that that was the standard or even attainable because it's just a part of being two different people that you're going to have different viewpoints sometimes and you're going to disagree on things and as long as you find a healthy productive way to communicate through those things and get better because of them then I think that's totally fine yes I was just talking I was literally just talking about that earlier because it's like even you know my husband too um, like on social media, like people, you know, write me and be like, Oh, you guys are so funny or, you know, you're so cute, blah, blah, blah. Or like, I wish blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it almost like puts a pressure, like, like, Oh, are we not allowed to fight? Cause Pete and I, my husband, I'm like, we definitely fight. <laughs> so like I started recently kind of sharing that through my podcast with people, like when we have certain fights, cause it's like, you know, it's, it, it does happen. It's allowed. I don't want people like, you know, exactly. I feel the same way. So I was watching um, your house tour, like I said, and I saw you have a lot of art, like little prints, and you have a lot of books. Do you have any favorite artists or authors? Um, I actually don't have a favorite artist, I would say. I'm kind of like a, a blind consumer of art, I guess. I just see things that I like and then I'm like, oh, I like that and I want to put it in my house or whatever. But as far as like authors and books, I am obsessed with books and they're probably my favorite possession of mine and I feel so close to them. And I also feel like I would not be um, who I am today or where I am today without the help of so many books. So um, definitely my favorite genre of books. I just love pretty much anything in the self-improvement, self-help realm. Um, So one of my favorite books is called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. And it's an amazing book to alleviate a lot of stress and anxiety about, you know, anything in your life. Like it just is, um, it's just a great book to help you find peace and serenity in your day-to-day, which I feel like everybody can use more of. Um, And then I love a book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I actually haven't read that for a while. I think the last time I read that was maybe even in high school, but um, it's just a really good book on four pretty simple 
agreements that you should have with yourself basically on how to live a happier, more evolved life. Um, so I love that. And then I'm currently reading a really amazing book called Ask and It Is Given. And it's by um, Abraham Hicks. And it's basically a book about positive thinking and manifesting and energy and stuff like that. And I just love all things related to that. So those are just a few, but anything like that is definitely a winner for me. Those are all great books for 2020 heading into the new year. Yes. You've made, you know, so many strides in your career so far, I feel in such a short amount of time. So what are your career goals going into the new year? I mean, I am just really excited to see what 2020 brings for me and of course expand what I've already been working on. So I would love to continue growing my social platforms and especially expanding more in the YouTube space because I'm still kind of new to that. I'm still learning and I feel like it's such a great space for me to share things in a different way that I'm not able to share as much on Instagram since they're just usually like flat photos. Um, And then I'm just really excited for expanding into other parts of my business as well. So um, just a hint, I guess. I won't give anything away, but I do want to expand on a new platform in 2020. And again, it's the idea of sharing a different side of me that I share snippets of on my social right now, but I'm not really able to fully expand on and share as much as I would like to. So um, I'm working on something that will allow me to connect with people more in that way. And then um, obviously, probably every influencer wants to expand to like a product line at some point. So um, I'm going to see, you know, what I can get my teeth into in 2020 and hopefully come out with something um, along the lines of a product line. Do you have any like dream collaborations or anything like that? Like certain, like who you, who would you love to work with that you haven't yet? Um, I mean, I feel like I've been so blessed to work with like so many amazing companies that I've literally loved for my entire life. So, um, you know, it's, everything is just like a dream come true all the time. So I can't really think of anything. I mean, I would love to work, obviously it's a dream of everyone's, I feel like, to work with like a designer brand or something, like that would be so cool, Um, but also it's not really like super aligned with my content or anything, so that's not really, you know, I don't really want that to happen because it's a great fit for me. I just think it would be like an amazing fairy tale moment to be like, oh my God, like Dior sent me something. You never know. You don't. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Um, I saw on your Instagram, you always post like, you always have like that nice candlelit lighting. You have the jazz music. You're drinking the kombucha out of the wine glass, all that stuff. And I'm like, this is a classy bitch. And... (laughs) I was just wondering, um, how do you practice self-care? How do you unwind from the crazy? Yeah, um, I actually have like a little 
ritual and me time every single morning that I feel like is so important to me and is probably the most beneficial self-care thing that I do. So every morning, the first thing I do when I wake up is journal. And in my journal, I usually write things that I'm grateful for or things that I'm looking forward to. So it's kind of like a gratitude manifestation journal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's a really um, healthy, peaceful, positive note to start my day on. And then as soon as I'm done journaling, I read for, you know, maybe 15 to 30 minutes every morning, which as I said before, um, I feel so close to books and I feel like they're so special to me. So having that time in the morning to read is so good for my soul. And then once I do all of those things, then I can finally quote unquote start my day. And that's when I go pick up my phone and that's when I check my email and my social and all that good stuff. And then I put on my workout clothes and then I head to the gym, which I already started my day and I kind of like entered the rat race already, but I do still feel like going to the gym and working out is a self-care thing for me because it just sort of alleviates some stress. You know, it releases endorphins. It makes me feel like I'm healthy and I'm doing something good for myself. So I would say that those three things, so journaling, reading, and working out are my most important self-care things. And then aside from that, I do just try to um, play like calming music a lot. So Nora Jones or jazz or even like spa music is what I play in the morning. And so, so peaceful. I love Yes. I love everything about that. (laughs) Yes. And then um, my my least classy self-care thing that I do... (laughs) (laughs) when I really you know I've really had a day and I'm just I need to unwind or whatever um I just watch Bravo <laughs> hey I understand <laughs> so, what's your favorite Bravo show I mean honestly I I love everything I have been watching the Real Housewives since the very first episode when I was in, I was either in middle school or high school, which is so long ago. And I don't even know how I stumbled upon that, but I've literally been hooked ever since. Um, And everything that's sort of like spun off of those shows. So like Shaws of Sunset or Vanderpump Rules or Southern Charm, like all those types of shows are just in the weirdest way, like therapy for me. Yeah. I'm addicted to uh, Vanderpump Rules right now. (laughs) So good. Have you watched Southern Charm? I haven't seen Southern Charm. Oh my God. It's my favorite. Have you seen Summer House? I have seen Summer House. Yes. Okay. I love that one too. It makes me feel like really happy for some reason. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. I liked, um, I discovered Summer House. Uh, I was watching, so I'm new to watching Vanderpump. I just started watching it this year and I've been like binging it. And Oh my God. Yes, and they did like a summer house crossover episode. And so I was oh, like, yeah. now I have to watch summer house. And so I started yes. and yeah, I actually, uh, Hannah Burner, she's, uh, we've like become friendly and she's supposed to be coming on the show. She's supposed to be on last week, but I'm going through all this technical difficulty. So, oh my gosh, I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, it is like an escape, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's light and fluffy content. It never makes me feel 
you know, worried or sad or I don't have to think too hard. So I just love that. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't blame you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I know you just celebrated a birthday. Uh, I'm a Sagittarius too. So, hey. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm December 1st. Oh my gosh. Nice. Um, do you, uh, that was just like a side note um, that I wrote down, but my real question <laughs> is, do you have any um, holiday plans? Um, yes. Yeah, so for the holidays, me and my boyfriend Clayton are heading back to the Reno Tahoe area. Um, we will be there for about a week and we'll be hopping around doing all of my family things. And then I think we're actually going to spend actual Christmas, um, just he and I in his family's cabin in Truckee. So we were um, hoping that it would be his whole family, but it just didn't work out. So I think it's just going to be us two, which this will be the first year we've ever done that. And I'm looking forward to it. He wants to go on a little uh, snowshoe hike. And I just think that would be like a really fun thing to do. So I'm excited. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I haven't planned them out yet. It seems that every year on New Year's Eve, because Kate and I are not big partiers anymore, um, we actually just like write a list every year on New Year's Eve sort of as our event for that night. We have a little journaling session and you know, section everything off into categories of our lives and sort of goals that we have and things that we can do. And um, we're not too strict on them because every year it seems there's definitely things that didn't work out how you thought they'd work out or you put a lot more time and effort into one thing and something else suffered because of it. But it's just a great way to sort of get your mindset in the right place for starting a healthy, um, successful, happy year. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We have a lot in common when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love that. Well, uh, before I let you go, I have a few questions, um, that people sent in. So we'll start with, um, someone said relationship advice. You and Clayton are an amazing couple. So they would like some relationship advice. Okay. So I always feel like the best thing I can tell people is to try to find someone who you are truly compatible with, which seems like a no-brainer and an obvious thing. But um, as I mentioned, I've experienced it firsthand and I've seen it a lot in other relationships uh, with other people in my life. And it's so important to be compatible with your partner in terms of wanting the same things in life and being pretty close to on the same page in life just because you know trying to make something fit that doesn't really fit is a tireless exhausting unsuccessful task that you will give yourself so you know if you're like me and you don't really like to go out you don't really like to party and you want to read books about manifesting and go to the gym every day and just be like you know a 60-year-old living in a 25-year-old's body, then it's going to be really hard if you're trying to make it work with someone who is, you know, going out all the time and they love like late nights with their friends. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, you know, making all the memories, having all the fun. I was once there in my life as well. Um, 
But if you're just on two different pages in your life and you want different things out of life, it's really hard to see eye to eye and it's really hard to communicate and be close and have a successful relationship. So as you know, obvious as it sounds, I would just really focus on making sure you have the same values and goals and ideals as the person that you're with. And it's always good to have differences as well. Um, like, you know, Clayton has a bunch of strong suits that I don't have and seeing them in him really inspires me to work on those things. So I'm all for bettering each other and bringing out the best in each other. But I do think that the baseline and the foundation needs to be compatible. I completely agree with that. And I'm, I'm barely older than you. I just turned 29. Um, but like, I, I literally, yeah, I couldn't say it any better. I completely agree with you with that. So I co-sign that advice. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I mean, so many times we're trying to, you know, change someone or wait until they change or wait until they grow up or whatever. And, you know, just don't waste your time with that sort of task and just find someone who is um, kind of on the same page in life as you and wants the same things as you. And it'll be much easier and much more successful. Yeah, I agree. Um, someone asked, uh, what should influencers avoid doing slash being? Okay, so I think that influencers should avoid being negative. Um, I mean, that is a personal opinion and everybody has to be themselves and be true to themselves. But I just feel that it's sort of a disservice to the platform that we have and the communities that we've built to, you know, hop on your stories or create posts or whatever and, you know, be negative because it's in our name. We're influencers. We're influential. And your negative energy or your negative thoughts or your, you know, negative ways of dealing with things or whatever it is, it will influence people whether you mean to or not because you are given this platform and this access to people. Um, and I just wish that people would be a little bit more fragile with that and understand the responsibility that comes with it and try to be more positive because when you are sharing positive things, and that's not to say that you can't share when something hard or bad happens to you, um, but if you can spin it in a way that you're showing how you're dealing with it or how it's okay to be vulnerable or, you know, there's always a way to spin it to a more positive way in my opinion um i think that is so important and you can help so many people and really make a positive impact on their life and i wish that everyone would take that seriously um and then just a couple of housekeeping things i don't think people should buy followers or buy likes because you know a false I so agree. A false career is not only not helping you, but it's also damaging the entire industry. So if you want to become an influencer, you shouldn't damage the industry that you're trying to enter into, right? Like you're discrediting all of us when you do something like that. So just don't. Yeah. But I feel like brands have a pretty good idea of like who does that and who doesn't. Because I mean, like the engagement isn't real you know and then it's like they start to see that I think so it's like you're you're really it's if 
if you're fooling anyone, it's like, it's going to be very short lived, you know? So. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for someone that's, you know, starting Instagram or YouTube as a career? I always tell people that the most important thing in my opinion is consistency. So if this is something you want to do, um, just get serious about it and start doing it. And that doesn't mean you have to do it perfectly, but you just have to do it. So the hardest part of starting anything is actually just starting. So once you've started, you've gotten past the most difficult part and then just keep going and do it consistently. So, you know, holding yourself to a standard of every single day might be a little much, but give yourself an attainable goal that's still consistent. So posting two times a week, posting one time a week, whatever it is. Um, if you work at something consistently over a somewhat extended period of time, so if you um, publish on your YouTube channel for once a week for three months, I guarantee that you're going to have something to show for it after those three months, whether it's more subscribers or a lesson learned on what people like on your channel versus what they don't, or you have better video editing skills now, whatever it is, you're going to have something to take away from that consistent work over that period of time. So just keep working consistently and you will definitely get somewhere. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, someone asked you, um, when and how did you start receiving free PR items? Um, so I, gosh, that was a long time ago. It feels like it's, it's all just like a crazy, um, crazy experience. But so the way that it works typically, or at least it did for me is I started posting. I mean, I created an Instagram, um, for this blog and I started posting pictures of clothes and how I would style them and tagging all of the brands and then eventually you can reach people's attention through that so sometimes you're able to reach the brand who you've been tagging and get their attention sometimes you're able to reach a different brand because I don't know what kind of radar they have but they see that you're posting one of their competitors or whatever and then they're like oh like I like the way she styles you know free people or whatever and I'm gonna send her my stuff because it's kind of like that or whatever so um yeah just through all that posting and tagging it's basically a bunch of networking in a very modern sense and you will get someone's attention somewhere and they will reach out to you and then they will start sending you packages and once it starts, if you keep going, if you keep working hard, all of those companies and PRs and contacts and everything will continue to flow in. And before you know it, you will have a lot of PR packages coming your way. Yeah. And then the way that you do it, is it like, um, do they send you the PR items and then now you're at a place where you're now, you charge for like ad space or you charge to promote their items? Like, has there been that shift yet for you? Yeah. So, um, typically the way it works, you know, companies will reach out and they'd be like, I'd love to send you this or whatever. And then if they're expecting a guaranteed post or a dedicated post or something, then, um, I'll charge for that because 
you know, it is advertising space on my channel that I've built. So it's the same idea as like a billboard or a magazine, like a company who wants to be inserted onto that advertising space has to pay marketing dollars for it. Um, so if that's what they're seeking, then of course, you know, that conversation is had and we'll agree upon something and go forward with it. But if they're like, oh no, there's no like requirement to post, or we just want you to experience this and, you know, see if you like it, if you post great, if you don't, um, that's okay too. So there's sort of two different ways that companies like to go about it. And I am receiving packages from both ends of that spectrum. That's awesome. I kind of have a wide spectrum of friends and I have some friends that have been um, influencers for, you know, a long time and it's working and like they're doing really well. And I've had some that have been at it for a while and they're, you know, they haven't really gotten to that point yet. So it's, um, it's like, you should really give yourself credit for, you know, in such a short amount of time that you're already at a place like that where you can, Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Your mindset and your, um, priorities and like some of those books you're talking about and like how you live. I feel like that has, you know, a lot of credit too. A hundred percent. Positive mind, positive life. A hundred percent. Um, someone asked, um, actually ask this first. Someone said, what camera do you use for your Instagram? Um, so typically I use iPhone only for all of my Instagram photos. And starting out, I definitely thought it was necessary to use like a fancy DSLR camera. So that is what I did. Um, come to find people, at least in my specific community, responded a lot better to casual iPhone photos. So I've shifted to that completely um, over the past. I've been shooting iPhone for a while, probably like convenient. that's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's so convenient. It's so much easier. Um, you know, anyone can work an iPhone. So if Clayton wasn't there or whatever, it's super easy to have someone else hop in and push the button. Um, so yeah, that is what I use now and have been using for like almost two years, I think is just iPhone. I didn't know that either. That's funny. Yeah. Um, what do you use for uh, YouTube? Is there a specific camera you like for vlogging? Yes. Yeah, so we have the Canon G7X for vlogging. And I feel like a lot of people have that camera. It's a really little, easy, uh, user-friendly camera that is so good for vlogging and taking around with you and all that good stuff. Um, and then we also still have like a large DSL camera, DSLR camera. Um, I think it's the Canon 5D Mark IV. And that is like a much heftier, you know, heavy duty camera. So sometimes I'll film like sit down videos with that. But sometimes I just use my little Canon G7X for sit down videos too, because they're honestly both really good quality. And the smaller one is just a lot more convenient. Do you typically um, stick with like the Canon brand? Like you like them overall? Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't even realize that, but um, <laughs> probably we just, that was like our first camera was a Canon. And then you kind of learn the interface and everything of that. And it's just your go-to, I guess. But um, obviously there's tons of amazing cameras and really good brands, but it's just like a, very 
it's like a separate world, the camera world, and to like learn about everything is a lot. So I guess we just kind of like stuck with Canon because it works for us and it's good and we haven't, you know, investigated and researched all the other stuff. Go get that Canon sponsorship now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't put that out there. Um, someone asked um, how to be a good content creator and actually add something. Um, and that same person asked, um, how do you stay inspired? Um, so I feel like you just need to realize that your unique perspective is very special and it is not already existing somewhere on the internet so a lot of people get discouraged and they're like well I don't want to become a blogger because there's so many bloggers and you know there's already so many people with good style or there's already so many people who cook good meals or there's already so many people who are good at makeup or whatever it is you want to get into but what you have to remember is that it's true that what you bring to the table is actually very special and very unique to you and it doesn't exist unless you bring it so I think that people should just be inspired and motivated by that idea going into these types of things because then you won't get discouraged and you will own your power so to speak um and as far as staying inspired I feel like I'm a sponge for inspiration and everything and everywhere I go in my life like I don't want to say inspires me because that sounds cheesy, but like everything and everywhere I go does make me think differently. And um, no, just, that. yeah, so just taking in, you know, all those thoughts and, you know, going somewhere and seeing how people dress or how they talk to each other or what their architecture looks like or, you know, looking in a magazine from a different era and looking at those same types of things or whatever, like it does make me think in a different way than whatever I'm being stimulated by it normally. So I feel like literally everything can inspire you as long as you allow it to and look at it with hungry eyes, so to speak. I, I'm just loving you. This was a great, um, you're very, like, I feel motivated after talking to you. You're a great person for me to have on here before the new year. I'm, I love yeah, it. I hope you're giving a lot of people good ideas. Um, so let my listeners know where they can find you on social media. So on Instagram, it's at Delaney Childs. And then on YouTube, it's also Delaney Childs. And for the blog, it's thestyledseed.com. And you can go ahead and shout out Clayton too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys need to follow Clayton too because he is just a little bundle of light. And he's honestly so much funnier than me and super entertaining. So you can follow him at, at Clay Hendricks with no I. And I'll be sure to um, post the links for everything in the description of the podcast. Um, it has been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, and uh, next time you guys are in town, if you want to come in the studio and have a proper uh, interview with the right equipment, that would be lovely. So just let me. I would love that. We'll bring we'll bring Clayton, and he'll make everybody laugh. It'll be a a very happy time. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe on radio.com, the radio.com app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite shows. Tune in next Wednesday. Bye.